Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for what we feel here in this place this morning. All right. If we will remain standing this morning for the reading of the word. If you have a Bible, let's turn to the book of John, chapter 15. John chapter 15 and beginning at verse beginning at verse 9 as the father hath loved me so have I loved you continue ye in my love if ye keep my commandments ye shall abide in my love even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might ye main, that ye might remain, I'm sorry, in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to talk about no greater love. No greater love. You can be seated this morning. The word love in this, in this text here, which is written in the Greek, uh, means agape. And it's talking about, um, is speaking of love, it is speaking of being dear to someone. And how many know that God loves us this morning? And I want to know just how much God loves me this morning. Because I'm going to tell you this morning, from the outset, that there is no love that can compare to the love that God has for us here this morning. Um, there are what we would call love of, of human beings and love of, of relatives and family members. But you'll find out that sometimes in life and then situations and in dealing with stressful times, sometimes the love can run out. Sometimes um, things get so stressful that people feel that they, that they don't love each other any longer. You know, people come to a, a place in relationships where they feel that um, they have come to a, what, what was once entered in a covenant that was entered in under love, a pretense of love, you'll find out that when stressful times comes, when hard times come, that people make up the decision that I'm not, we're not in love with each other any longer. Or we've fallen 
out of love, so we need to go on about our separate ways. I'm so thankful that God doesn't fall out of love with us. I'm thankful this morning that God loves me despite my, some of the decisions that I make in this life, despite some of my failures, despite some of my shortcomings. Uh, God still loves me. Here, Jesus begins to talk to them about love and talks to them about how that if um, they would abide in his word, that, that, that they would abide in his love. He began to talk about how that he kept uh, the commandments of the Father, and all that simply means is that he did the will of the Spirit. We understand that Jesus Christ was God manifested in the flesh, so when he, he speaks of the Father, he's simply saying that I've done the will of the Spirit. I want to do the will of the Spirit this morning. I want the, the Spirit to have its way in my life. I want to be led of the Spirit. And uh, he began to tell them that greater love hath no man than this, than a man that will lay down his life for a friend. I'm going to tell you that there is no greater love this morning because you'll find out that people will, um, they'll get into situations, they'll get into relationships, and you'll find out that people find out real quickly that People really didn't love them the way that they thought they did. As things begins to go sour, you'll find out, here's the thing. The Bible tells us that God's love, that it was manifested. It teaches us. First John teaches us that. And how was it manifested? Well, his love was manifested in the fact that he came and he manifested himself in flesh. He came in that flesh, went to the cross, and it was crucified, it was beaten, it was spit upon, and that blood was shed. And not for any old reason, it was so that we would have an opportunity at, a etern at eternal life. Um, that's why we're here this morning, to, to lay hold on eternal life. Um, to make what the writer said, our calling and our election sure. Um, that's what we're here for. That's the opportunity that we have here this morning. And it was his love was manifested in him going through the pain and the heartache and the agony and him being buried um, and him rising again um, in the outpouring of his spirit. His, man his love was manifested. A lot of people say that they love you, but a lot of the times it's not manifested. A lot of times something else is manifested. A lot of times um, I've heard it. I've been married for it'll be nine years come April. And I've heard it said many times, you know, it's not the words that you say, but it's your actions. It's what you do that is going to show whether you, whether you really mean it or, or not. You can say it all day long. You can talk about it all day long. But what it boils down to, it's going to come down to your actions. It's going to come down to how your response is. It's going to come down to what you are doing. It's going to come down to um, how you're going about things to, to ensure that things are on the up and up and that it's, it is thriving and it, it, is, it is doing its best. So it's going to come down to actions. A lot of times people will say that they love you and after a couple of months um, you'll find out that 
you know, it was just words. I'm thankful this morning that I serve a God that is more. He's not just words, but he shows that he loves us more than anything in this world. I'm thankful this morning. I stand here grateful and appreciative that God loves us so much that he came and he manifested himself in flesh. He went to a cross. He was beaten. He was spit upon. I don't know about anybody else. You may think that nobody else loves you in this life, but I want you to know that the most important one in this world loves you, and that is Jesus Christ. There's nobody that loves you greater than he will. And so um, you'll read throughout the scriptures and you'll show um, one of the books in the Bible that, is what, that displays just how much God loves his people. And it is an example of the love that God has for you and I is the book of Song of Solomon. A lot of times I can remember in reading that book, um, there were things in there that I'm like, okay, I, I really didn't quite understand exactly what was being said, but it was after I began to read more and more and get an understanding of what was being portrayed in the scripture, um, it was shown, uh, it shows us the love that God has for his people, the love that God has for his church. Um, and I'm going to tell you, that there is no love that can compare to the love that God has to, towards you and I this morning. Um, and here's the thing. The Bible tells us in, first, in John chapter 3 and verse 16, the Bible says that God so loved the world, it teaches, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. When it's talking about him giving his only begotten son, it is speaking of that flesh that he was manifested in that was brought forth of a virgin. That flesh was given so that you and I, because God loves us so much um, that we didn't have to pay our own debt. We should have died that death. We should have been the ones that was on that cross. But because God loved us so much, he made it up in his mind that he was going to come down and he was going to take you and I's place. I don't know about anybody else, but when I think about that, something inside of me wants to lift up my hands. I want to lift up my voice. I want to leap for joy. I want to come with a praise of thanksgiving and let God know that I appreciate him, that I love him. Come on, when I think about that, I can't be still. I can't sit down. I can't keep my arms by my side. I got to get them up in the air. I got to open up my mouth and let God know that I appreciate what you've done in my life because God loves us that much. God loves us that much. Sometimes in, in dealing with people and going through life and, and situations, you know, some people, they get to a, to a point in life that they've had so much let down. And they get to a point in life where they feel like nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. No one is concerned about how I feel. And some people feel that... Um, it would, they would just be much better if they was no longer alive. 
that they that the answer is taking their lives because there's nothing worth living for. Nobody cares. Nobody would care if they was here or gone. And people feel like the best thing for them is just for them to take their life. And you find out people get pushed to this point when they've had so much letdown. When they've had people that said that, you know, I'm going to be there. And when it comes down to it, they're not there. When people say that, you know, I love you. And it comes to find out that they don't love you. When people say that I'm going to be committed to you, I'm going to be faithful to you, and you'll find out that after a couple of months or, or whatever it is, things come that are manifested and shows that they weren't faithful to you or they weren't committed to you or they weren't committed to just you. And you find out people get pushed to a point where they feel like, you know, there's no such thing as love, that nobody cares, nobody um, nobody is, is concerned about me. Nobody um, loves me. And you'll find out a lot of times, and, and, and young people go through it as they are, sometimes as young people um, you can be a little um, naive, and, and, and it's because you, you haven't ex pe young people haven't experienced much in life, and people will tell them, you know, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be committed to you. I love you. I care about you. And you'll find out that it was all a lie. It was all a gang game. You was, young people find out that they was just a part of another game or some uh, just whatever. But I want you to know, and, and, and that can leave people at a point, at a low in their life that makes them feel that, this life, that it's not worth it, that it's not worth living, that, that I don't, I don't, I don't feel like anyone cares about me, that anyone is, that anyone has affection towards me. I want somebody to know this morning. The devil may have caused you to believe that um, there is no one by your side or that there is no one on your uh, pulling for you that cares about you. And you know what? When it comes down to people, people will let you down. People will uh, break promises. People will fall short. It's just the nature of the beast. It's just uh, who we are. We are a fallen people. But the truth is, there is someone that will never let you down. There is someone that will never turn their back on you. There's someone that when they say that they're going to be there, you can rest assured he's going to be there. He said that I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He said, Lo, oh, I'll be with you always. You have a God that is by your side. That at, at the call of his name that God shows up to your assistance. I don't know about anybody else, but I come to grab a hold of Jesus Christ. I come to realize that I'm in the hand of a God that loves me so much that when other people leave me high and dry, that there is one that is going to be by my side, that is going to stick with me through the thick and through the thin. I don't know about anybody else, but I come to magnify, I come to glorify, I come to lift up that God, I come to let God know how thankful I am because he is good. He is good. People have an idea of what love is. They have an idea of what love is. But I'm going to tell you what the scripture says. The scripture says that God is love. You want to find out what love is? 
you get in relationship with God. Okay? Don't try to get in a relationship with people because you're going to find out that people fall short. You're going to find out that when it really boils down to it, we really don't know what love is. We really don't know how to love. We really don't know how to, um, to have the right kind of affections toward people. You know, the world's ideal of love, the, that it's not real love. The, the, what the world is driven by is lust, okay? And they want to put the, the name love on it, but it's really lust. You look and um, you read about the Hollywood stars, how they've been, how they, some get married, and they say, oh, we're in love. It's, it's true love. But a month, couple of six months into the marriage or a couple of years into the marriage, they are divorced and they're on to the next person. Okay, it's real love. I, I mean, there's one actor, he's been married to just about everybody in Hollywood because, you know, and it's, it's, it's a big game. It's, it's, it's all about lust. It's not real love. But I'm thankful that I know one that really, he is love. He is what love is. He, listen, you're not going to find any love the way that you will find in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is love. And so I want to obtain what he has for me this morning. I want to grab a hold of what he has. He said, greater love hath no man than this, than a man that will lay down his life for a friend. Now, when I hear that, when I hear the word friend, you got to think about it. you got to think about this because the word of God tells us, it teaches us that God, he loved us so much that he died for us even while we was yet sinners. So that means that while we were in sin, the Lord came and he died. That flesh, he, he crucified that flesh. And he died for each and every one of us. But here he said, greater love hath no man than a man that will lay down his life for a friend. That means that Jesus didn't just die for people that were good to him. People that treated him right. People that listened to him. People that he felt um, appreciated him. He died for the person that spit on him. He died for the person that kicked him. He died for the person that slapped him. The person that, that, that pierced him in his side. The person that nailed his hands and his feet. The person that put the crown of thorns on his head. He died for Not only did he die for him, he considered them his friends. You'll read where Judas came to betray Jesus. And he betrayed him with the kiss. And he, he didn't now, any of us, as we realized what was taking place here, we would have probably called Judas something else. We wouldn't have called him a friend. We would have probably called him, I, I can't even, I, I, I'm not going to even go there. We probably would have had another name for him, or another word for him. But Jesus asked him, thou, thou portrayest me with a kiss, friend? He considered him a friend. Even as Judas came to betray him and to hand him over to, to wicked hands and wicked, to give him over to wicked hands, to, 
to take him to the cross and to crucify him. He still looked upon him as a friend. I'm talking about a God that his love is not, he doesn't, he doesn't, his love is not partial this morning. It's not partial. He doesn't decide, well, I'm going to love this one, but I'm not going to love that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provide for this one, but I'm not going to provide for that one. God loves us so much. You know, even while we're still doing things the way that we want to do it, God still keeps breath in our bodies. God still keeps us in our right mind. God still provides. God still keeps shelter over us. Listen, I'm talking about a God that loves us that much. And when I sit down and realize just how inconsistent I've been and just how consistent God's been, there's something inside of me that wants to change. I want to get things in line with God as I realize that I love that God loves me so much that I'm not even deserving of his love and his mercy and his grace. Something about me wants to get things in line with him and let God know that I'm here to offer my life to you as a living sacrifice. I'm here to get my hands in the air. I'm here to open up my mouth. I'm here to get my get a hold of your word and get it down into my heart as I realize you've been so good to me. You've been so good. And he said, greater love hath no man than this. You're not going to find a love greater than his. And the sad thing about it is people, people want to be loved. Not one of us in here can say that I don't care if I'm loved or not. We want to be loved. We want to know that we are dear to someone. We want to know that, people, that someone cares about us, that someone is concerned about us, that, we are, that someone desires to, to be around us. We want that. And, but the problem is so many people look for love in all the wrong places. There are people that will fill up bar rooms and they will look for love. There are people that are, will fill up nightclubs as they are searching for love. There are people that will, will get into unstable relationships over and over and over again with people that could care less about them. And it's all because they're in search of love. There are Young people that grow up, and maybe they, they've grow, they grew up without um, the proper family structure home in the home, and, and maybe a parent wasn't in the house, or, or maybe they grew up not knowing that they was loved. Maybe the way that they was brought up or way, the way that parents responded to them um, really didn't show them or let them know that, hey, you're loved. I love you. I care about you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to provide for you. Um, maybe um, they weren't treated or handled with tender, um, tender hands. Maybe it was with harsh words. Maybe it was with harsh stands. Maybe it was with uh, um, violence that they was handled with. And they grew up not knowing that they were loved. And you'll find out that people, that young people grow up and now they become young adults and, and they look for love. They look for it in all the wrong places. Young men, they grow up 
and they get a part of gangs and stuff as they want to feel that they are accepted or that they're loved or that they're cared for. Young ladies, they grow up and they, they begin to lower their standards and their morals in an attempt and hopes to find love. As they want to know that I somebody cares about me. Somebody loves me. And that people look for it in all the wrong places. You'll find out that people will, one relationship will fall apart, and, and there's heartache in relationships coming to an end, but you'll find out that people will get in another relationship because they are searching, they want love, but they're looking for it in all the wrong places. They're searching for it in all the wrong areas, in all the wrong people. I'm going to tell you, you won't find a greater love than Jesus Christ this morning. And I'm going to tell you, what people are looking for as people are getting high, they want some kind of fulfillment in their life. But they're trying to find it in all the wrong things. Every drink that a person takes of, uh, of an alcoholic beverage, they're trying to fulfill that void, that emptiness that is in their life. But I'm going to tell you, you're not going to find it in the bottle. You're not going to find it in the drug. You're not going to find it in the relationship or hopping from bed to bed. You're not going to find it in that. You're going to find it in Jesus Christ. The, he, the, the writer asked the question, he said, What manner of love have the Father bestowed upon us? I'm going to tell you that there is no greater love than the love that Jesus Christ has poured upon each and every one of us here and that is available for us here this morning. I want you to know that there's a God that loves you, that there's a God that he, listen, and there's nobody that knows us better than God does. He created each and every one of us. He knows what we have need of. He knows the heartache. He knows the pain. And I want you to know he has the answer, the solution. And the answer is him this morning. I'm done looking for it in the world. I'm done looking for it in the drink. I'm done looking for it in the drug. I'm done looking for it in the barrooms. I'm in the house of the Lord. Let God know that I know that you are the solution. I know that you are the answer, and I've come to give my life over to you and allow you to have your way. You can be seated. No greater love. No greater love. There's not too many people that will lay down their life for you. There's not too many. There's not too many people that will put them way in, in harm or danger for you. And I want you to know that we were all in danger. We were all in harm's way. Hell was our destination. Hell was our destination. And he came, manifested himself in flesh, put himself in harm's way, took our place, paid a debt that we should have paid. Do you know that he went to hell? Not too many people know that Jesus went to hell. Not too many people. The Bible says that he went and he preached to the spirits in prison. That's talking about hell. He went to hell. And because he went there, the Bible says he went 
and he, he rose victorious, that he has the keys to death and hell. And because he defeated that, because he overcame that, because he went, he took our place so that we don't have to. We don't have, hell does not have to be our final destination because there's one that has already paid the price. There's one that has already taken our place. There's one that loved us so much that he said, you know what? I'm not going I'm going to come and I'm going to take their place. I'm going to be their substitute. I know that judgment should come to them, but guess what? I'm going to spare them. So many people come into the house of the Lord and don't know the opportunity that is available for them. What is lay, what, what is available? Do you know that eternal life is available for you? Do you know that Jesus loved us so much that he provided a way of escape. Come on somebody. I'm not going to let his his dying be in vain this morning. I'm not going to disregard his love this morning but I'm going to take note of it and I'm going to let God know that because you love me so much I'm going to give my life to you. You can be seated this morning. And so people say well you're talking about eternal life. The Bible tells us, the word of God tells us, that love, it covers many sins. Or not many, I'm sorry. It covers all sins. Love covers all sins. Now, it's not talking about any kind of love. It's not talking about a generic love. It's talking about the love of God. That's the only love that is going to cover you and our sins. And that's what happened when he came and he died on the cross. And that flesh was crucified. God came to take our place. God came to, to be an atonement for our sins. And I've come to let God know that whatever it is that he's provided... I want this morning. I understand what he has done. I understand that, hey, there's no other place that I'm going to Listen, somebody. Too many people are wasting their life. They're wasting energy. They're wasting time on people that it shouldn't be wasted on. Wasting time on big-headed people that all they want is what they can get, and that's it. They're on to the next one. I hope that's not too blunt this morning. But I want you to know that there's a God that loves you. There's a God that's not going to get up 3 o'clock in the morning and leave. And no longer to be found. There's a God that loves you so much that he's going to stick by your side through the thick and thin. When things get hard, he ain't going nowhere. He's there. You can bank on it. You can count on it. You can rely on it. He said, greater love hath no man than this, than a man that will lay down his life for a friend. You want to know what real love is? Get the Holy Ghost. Get the Holy Ghost. Come to this altar and get your hands in the air and lift up your voice and let God fill you with his spirit. Because the Bible tells us, 
and you will know what the love of God is because the love of the Bible says that the love of God, that it is shed abroad in our hearts. It is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. I promise you, you won't know no greater love until you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and you'll find out that God loves me so much. God cares about me so much that he has filled me with his spirit so that I can overcome every temptation, every trial, every test, the devices of the enemy. Listen, I'm thankful that God didn't leave me in the pit that I was in. I'm thankful that he didn't leave me in the miry clay. I'm thankful that he came and he pulled me out. He set me free. And I come to let God know this morning that I appreciate him, that I'm thankful for him, that I come to realize that there is no greater love than the love of Jesus Christ. Come on, you can look wherever else you want to look, but I promise you it's found in Jesus this morning. It's not found in the bottle. It's not found in the drug. It's found in Jesus. It's found in the Holy Ghost. Let us, let us stand this morning. In the house of the Lord. Jesus said, no greater love. None. I want you to know, every, every other love will fail at some point or another. Or so-called love. Sometimes... In relationships, there are disagreements. Sometimes in friendships, you know, Jesus called himself, he said, he called himself a friend. He said that, that would lay down his life for a friend. I want you to know, you won't find a better friend than Jesus this morning. Because I've seen in friendships that when they go sour, that people begin to start tearing, tearing the other person apart. They start talking bad about them. They start, they, they'll smile in their face, but behind their back, they'll, they'll tear them apart. They'll criticize. They'll, be, they'll, they'll say all manner of things. All the while, while they're professing that I'm a friend. That's not a friend. That's not a friend. True friendship is found in Jesus. True love is found in Jesus. I'm so thankful that when I do it wrong and when I mess up, that he don't talk bad about me. He don't turn his back around me. Oh, I give up on this guy. There's no hope for him. I'm glad that God doesn't do that. I'm glad that when, he, when I mess up or when I say it wrong or when I do it wrong, I'm glad that he just said, oh, I'm done with him. I'm washing my hands. I'm, I'm through. I'm going to tell you, you won't find a greater love than Jesus. You won't find a better friendship than that one of Jesus Christ. Because friends will forsake. Physical love will run dry. You know, the only way we can really love each other, or we know how to love each other, is if we have the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, you won't know how to love. Without the Holy Ghost, you won't know how to think of others before yourself. Without the Holy Ghost, you won't know how to esteem others above yourself. I need the Holy Ghost this morning. We all need the Holy Ghost this morning. Come on, there's no greater love than that this morning. 
He showed his love. His love was manifested. It was manifested when he died, when he rose, when he poured out his spirit upon all flesh. Somebody lift up your hands this morning. And let's call upon the name of the Lord. Somebody make it up in your mind. I'm done searching for love in all the wrong places. I'm done searching for relationships in all the wrong places. It's about time that I enter in the covenant with Jesus. It's about time that I fall in love with the one that loved me even when I was a sinner, even when I kicked against him, even when I rejected his word, even when I, I, I spoke evil about the things of God. There's one that loves me. There's a love that surpasses the love of any other. It's an agape love. It's not a physical, carnal love. Oh, somebody lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Somebody lift up your hands this morning and call upon the name of the Lord. You're not going to find true love in people. Come on, you're not going to find, you're not going to be able to fulfill the void in your life in the alcoholic drink or, or in the drug this morning. Come on, it's found in Jesus Christ. Somebody lift up your voice, lift up your hands and call upon the name of the Lord. This altar is open this morning. Come down with your heart, lift it with your hands this morning. No greater love hath a man than this than a man that would lay down his life for a friend. Oh, come on, somebody. This altar is open. All of a sudden, I am unaware of these afflictions. Come on, it's about time that I stop resisting what the Lord is trying to do in my life. How beautiful it's about time that I give myself over to what God wants to do in my life. And oh, it's about time that I let God fill me with the Holy Ghost. Oh, how he and I'll find out what true love is. How he in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody lift up your hands. The Holy Ghost is in here this morning. How he loves us all. Oh.